G'day everyone, and for those who've come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. Injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe that this man cannot die The Phantom The ghost who walks The Phantom Enemies beware The Phantom's always there But you won't find the Phantom Hello, we are the Chronicle Chamber team And this is X-Band The Phantom Podcast Our website is chroniclechamber.com And you can contact us via our email Which is chroniclechamber at gmail.com you can subscribe to us via uh, YouTube, iTunes, or the various Android apps. Now, this is our New Year special, episode 208. What we're going to be doing is we're going to encourage you to make a phantom resolution and read a couple of back issues. Now, what we've done is the team has recorded a review of their favorite story, or in some cases, stories. And we have uh, got our wider audience and our wider uh, Chronicle Chamber team, including uh, Ankit from India and Duncan from uh, Melbourne and also uh, Mikkel Lick from Sweden. So uh, the idea of this is that hopefully it will encourage you to spend the new year to dig out some back issues, uh, reread some classics, or some stories that got you hooked on the Phantom, or maybe even find a story that you have never read before and have a bit of a read of that. So hopefully you enjoy, um, and we will kick off with Duncan. Over to you, buddy. Hi, everyone. Duncan Munro. The guys at X-Band, the Phantom podcast in the Chronicle Chamber, have uh, asked some of us fans to suggest to their listeners uh, some classics from the Phantom Chronicles that uh, we recommend um, digging through your collection and picking up uh, or going and finding if you don't have them already in your collection. Uh, so I've gone and found... Uh, wrong one. I've gone and found uh, an old story from through that came out first in uh, the number 883. It's the Phantom, the Avenger, the story of the first Phantom. Uh, it was also in uh, Phantom in um, 12, 1976. And it's by uh, Han Lindstrom and art by Hame uh, Valve. Excellent, excellent story for a number of reasons. One of them is uh, it is one of the first European stories that I read. And really got me involved in look at that fantastic artwork with those dark inks in there this is a spectacular story it's one of the first stories i read uh that was a european reprinted story so the egmont stories that were starting to get published by fru um it was one of the first ones before i started collecting it was one of the first older ones that i'd gone back and gotten fantastic cover there that really stands out and just an amazing uh, phantom adventure number of reasons as i said starts off with the kids asking the current phantom to read them a story from the Chronicles, which is uh, what we're looking at doing today anyway. And so he's gone back and said, well, I'm going to tell you a story about the first Phantom. And I really enjoy the stories because the Phantom is, has such a rich, rich history and such a fantastic character. I like the stories that tell the tale between two panels of another story. And what this story, the Avenger, does is tell the story in between two of the panels of the for those who came in late... Uh, um, start for the phantom story that we've seen in so many uh stories and in so many of the uh lee folk uh, dailies and sundays and between when he uh gets nursed to health by friendly pygmies and then becomes the nemesis of uh evildoers everywhere 
this happens. This is the thing that happens in between. So that's why I think it's fantastic. Um, it's really cinematic. And if any Phantom story ever screamed out to be turned into a, a, a film by itself, it is this story. Because like Stan Lee said, every comic is somebody's first. So you want to be able to back capture what the essence of the character is. This story does it. You want to have some cinematic action. This story's got it. There's sword fights, fist fights, riding on horseback, sailing ships, ambushing each other at sea, fighting in storms. The Phantom gets trained, goes away. Without spoiling it too much, we find out that the Phantom gets washed up on a beach. Spoilers. Uh, he finds the skull of the body of his father's murderer. He swears the oath. It goes to the origins of um, uh, so many bits of Phantom history, how the skull throne got carved, the, where the costume came from, the start of the Phantom treasure, and where he got all his training from. And so he goes away, finds the tracks down the guy who killed his father and tries the Inigo Montoya and fails and goes away to lick his wounds and says, well, I can either rest on my laurels with that or I can really um, stand by the oath that I've just made and committed the next 20 generations of my family to. So he goes away and uses everyone in the jungle to train him. And so he goes to the Maori who are better fishermen and gets them to train him. And he goes to uh, fishermen and divers and swimmers. So he goes, gets him to train him. And he goes to the Ungan who are better spear throwers. And he goes to, uh, learns how to use accuracy and do that. And he goes to the Bandar who are the better archers and learns how to, um, learn archery from them and learns the ways of doing it properly. With thousands and thousands of generations of uh, history behind them, he takes advantage of that training. This story is so good, Fru could barely fit it into one comic. They've printed on the back, the back page to make sure they fit it all in. Don't pause and look at that. You'll spoil the ending. For those of you who have read this story before, stop listening to the podcast and go right now and find it and read it again. For those of you who haven't found it or have, um, go and find it. Go and look it up on eBay. Um, find it from the uh, foundercomic.com.au. Find it from a collector who's, who's got 7,000 copies and trying to get rid of them. Or... If you've got a young reader in your family that, or in your in your life that you're trying to get into the Phantom, this is a fantastic story to start them on because it explains the history of the Phantom. It has great art. It has great writing. Very cinematic, fantastic adventure. Do yourself a favor. Thanks, everyone. Mikael here for this special New Year's resolution uh, review of Phantomen. I have chosen... Uh, story that's very dear to me from uh, 2000 in issue 21 it's uh, Phantom vs. Sing 2050 I chose this one because I think it's really cool and I thought it was amazing when I first read it over 20 years ago uh, I, I just st start off with saying uh, spoiler alert I will go through the story all the way to the end so uh, if you don't want to know, then just skip ahead a few minutes. It's uh, written by Klaus Remarty and art by Hasselin Dahl. And it starts out in uh, the beginning of 2000 with this ship that gets uh, boarded by pirates. And uh, our current phantom, the 21st, find a guy and he's, uh, he's very sick now. He has cancer, so the phantom just leaves him to his destiny basically and that's the prelude and then we jump 50 years to the future or 30 years in the future from now to 2050 where there is a big space station called Gaia that is orbiting the earth and 
the current phantom is twen the 23rd phantom he writes this blimp and then he takes uh, he find this girl he saves that is working for an organization that works with terrorists and then takes the train to Ven Venice and Venice is now underwater he finds this uh, terrorist that are planning to uh, basically uh, make an explosion to the dome so it will implode underwater and kill many many people and uh, he's towards it and he finds out that these bad guys are up in in, in the space station so he has to go there and soon sooner or later he will find the real menace behind everything and that is the guy sing here it is now he's back in Bengal and that's cool even though it's a science fiction story that takes place in space and in underwater cities he comes back to Bengal in Morristown where they have this park where they have all these genetic uh, animals here is the guy and uh, what has happened is that he tells the, uh, the phantom that he has been in cryosleep for 40 years and this is one of the things I think is really, really cool, because, let's see here, 15 years after this uh, story was printed, they actually, Tim Phantomen actually put the guy in cryosleep, so this one would make sense. Let's just see if, if Venice is underwater in 30 years or not, but I think that's so cool. And uh, actually, it was one of the first through issues I got because I love the story so much. Thank you, that's all from me. Happy Phantoming! Hello, and welcome to a new year review. Uh, we're gonna go up to, uh, and, like, like the rest of the guys, I'm gonna talk about my favorite story, which uh, I would encourage you to go and read it and you know find it out for yourself like uh, and and basically relive what i felt this is the hunter witch and it's the 91st daily story from lee fock and cyberry this is in the early 60s so it's like lee fock and cyberry's initial collaboration so they they are literally like at their peak right now and uh, i remember reading this story first in bengali years ago when i was a kid and it was one of my first ever phantom comics and it was the diamond comics digest number 11 and it had the jungle founding of the jungle patrol and the and this story the hunter witch the founding of the jungle patrol as many of you know is a classic and in spite of that this was the story i gravitated towards so it should tell you like what kind of impact it had and even now when i uh, talk about like you know daily stories i think this is still by far my absolute favorite uh, daily story that has ever been published so yeah let's get on to it so the basic premise of this story and why i love this story so much is because it, it's a very very moody story and most people know that i simply love you know dark uh, horror like you know mystery you know stuff like thrillers and you know mysterious elements and all of that and uh, this one really delivers all of it in spades so 
the basic premise is about uh, there being an ancient curse supposedly you know in a old uh, little ruin called the hunter ruins where supposedly at one point of time there was a a witch inhabited it and she would take uh, tribute from all the visiting caravans and terrorize them and uh, so and and supposedly that curse lived on and supposedly the spirit of that witch is still living in those ruins which is avoided by everyone from the jungle folk uh, except you know the phantom so the phantom wants to investigate and he hears about his own ancestor who supposedly confronted the witch and so he reads his chronicles and he does come across a very interesting story now here's one point i would like to bring out a lot of people talk about the phantom code and not killing and all of it but if you see this story there is a clear indication that he's probably killed a lot of people especially in the sword fights and everything and, and in this panel itself you know using my trusty flint lock so he's shooting this guy so yeah anyway and and and, and it's absolutely uh, you know justifiable because back in the day when you're having a sword fight i don't think you can knock like eight nine ten guys out by using your sword while they are like literally trying to kill you you need to land some blows with the sword and i'm and, and i'm guessing a lot of them will be fatal to take them out so yeah anyway so the a thing like that happens and like uh, the ancestor story reads on and but uh, the mystery is unsolved because the phantom finds out that the last page of that chronicle is torn so he's back to square one so he goes himself to investigate and of all weird things he does feel the presence of something unnatural out there and does see something like really grotesque like you know confronted by the witch and uh, so yeah i don't want to give away the spoiler i want you to guys yeah, i want you guys to go and read this story because it had such a huge impact on me that you know uh, even one when i was starting to do my own artwork and all and I was contemplating about doing colors for like you know black and white this was the story that i kind of tested my own coloring skills on later and that is because like it has such a huge impact on me this is a great story like it works so cinematically it, it has all the things that you would want in a phantom story the intrigue the the build up the suspense and then how the resolution comes and it, it's really well well written there is no like it, it's very well resolved it's very well paced up the flow is excellent so the best way to read this story would be right now is to get hold of the complete newspaper daily uh, collection by hermes press and this is volume 19 uh, i don't see any other way unless you have the english diamond comics 11 that's the only one i remember the others you can check in phantom wiki uh, where this story has been published or will be uh, published soon so yeah go check it out G'day, for the first story, I am going to be reviewing through issue 867A, which was all the way back in 1986. It has been published in six countries, including Denmark, Finland, Italy, Norway, and Sweden. Last time it was published in Sweden was 2002, and it was recently published in Finland in 2011 and Italy in 2009. So this is a true back issue in the sense that it has not seen print anywhere in the world for 10 years. This should come back. As you can see, my copy is very tatty. And the reason for that is because when I first read this, I reread it. I reread it. I reread it. It was one of the first back issues I ever got. I had to buy and pay like 10 bucks, 12 bucks off someone because it was his favorite story as well. 
And then I remember buying it and I said, I have to have that. So this issue has a lot of good memories for me. Now, it's a three-part story. Uh, called Part one is The Red Staff. Part two is called um, Tiger General. And part three is The Final Battle. It is all written by Idi Carell and Hans Lindell. Now, it features... The Singh Brotherhood, which in my opinion are a great bunch of bad guys. And um, and I like this because they're kind of like a, a new element that we've never seen before. You've got Phantom, you've got amazing artwork by Hans Lindell. I like the fact that seeing it's a three-part issue, you're able to, um, what would you call it, go into a little bit more detail. And the writer and Hans Lindell do it in spades. They talk about the triads. They talk about, um, uh, you know, the, what do you call it? The, the Sicilian Mafia, the triads, the Qing Dynasty, all those type of elements which are, are very popular. You've got, you got ninjas. You've got, um, you know, you got a little bit of, fun, uh, a bit of fun here from the Phantom, you know, putting a knife in his back, you know, playing up the fact that he's a ghost and stuff like that. I love elements like that. Um, you know, it's... Uh, you know, the Phantom doing hidden passages, tunnels and stuff like that, being knocked out. There's one for Steve, uh, being knocked out behind the back of their head. Um, you know, the Phantom only warns once. You know, just, you got all these elements that are just amazing. Uh, great feats of strength. You know, something like this, again, would be uh, good for, like, a, a movie or something. Um, you know, you've got him fighting ninjas here. Uh, Contana, I remember reading this for the first time and learning about all the ninjas and just being enthralled with it. It's just, it's just amazing just being able to, how he, um, defeats the ninja. And you've got part two, it's just a tiger general and he has to start all over again. You've got, um, oh, you've got, uh, Chang who's, um, what's, what's his name? Uh, Chu Chan, who is a, a friend of the Phantoms, who who's in various stories as well. Um, you know, you could quite easily, if I had to say something, this needs to be published as a trade paperback. Whether you get someone to recolor it, or it could be the Chu Chang issues, or you could be putting all of these type of stories. Um, but you know, it's I like this guy here, this monk who in, who I won't give it away, but he is very pivotal throughout the story. Um, He's a great character, and I did not pick that up. I did not pick uh, the twist with him uh, when I first read it. Um, you know, I think this dude here, I think he may be someone, but I'm not 100% sure. Look, I'm only at page 48 so far, uh, and I've been flicking through it, and it's about four minutes already. Now he's battling crocodiles. It's just one twist after another. This guy's popped up again. It's a great story. This guy is fat, horrible, and uh, no mercy. Typical awesome bad guy. You got Thai boxing. What is there not in this story that makes this story? Probably the only thing that's missing is a romantic element. That's the only thing that is missing in this story. Um, but it's got everything else. It's got this despicable bad guy now hiding behind women. And look, it's going to be, it's, it's hard to pick up this issue because it is, you know, it, it, it's like a 25, 
uh, probably about, oh no, sorry, a 30-year-old issue. It's going to be a special issue. But um, if you've not got this comic, dig it out, have a read. You will enjoy it and you will not be disappointed. Free, if you're listening, please, 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 let's get this republished. Thank you and over to the next person. G'day everyone, Dan from Chronicle Chamber here and as part of our news resolution to pick up and read an old favourite fandom comic I've gone for through number 765. Um, 765 is a copy of The Ghost Pirates for Team Phantom and Story from 1983. I've gone for 765 because not only was that the first time that Ghost Pirates was published by Fru, it actually remains the only time this story has been published by Fru. So if you want to get a copy or read um, The Ghost Pirates, you need to duck back and, and find this one in your collection or on eBay if you can. Um, it is an absolute river of a story. Norman Worker is the author, um, picked up about a dozen best story awards across his um, career working for Team Phantom and over 120 stories that he wrote, 12 of them as best stories. This is not one of them, um, but in my opinion should have been. Um, and Jamie Valve on the arts and um, he likewise had a long career with Team Phantom and they're both giants in the field there and uh, likewise has a bunch of stories. Uh, pick up awards, again, not this one, um, but as an example of the two of them coming together and producing some, some sensational artwork um, and stories, um, you can see there the, the use of blacks, the rendition of ships um, that Jamie has been able to put together. Uh, classic story begins in the Chronicle, sorry, in the old in the major treasure room um, and leads to a story in the Chronicles, which is a trope that Tim Pantaman uh, use uh, quite a lot and, and has done really well here, in my opinion. It tells the story of the 12th Phantom riding to meet up with his wife and child who um, are, uh, who is away at, at school, as is the as there's the um, want of uh, phantom children. And uh, it does take a little while to get going, I suppose. There's a lot of talk. Um, but then the action that dispersed through it. Look at that. Uh, I, always, I remember that rabbit from when I was a kid and uh, just uh, marvelling at the artwork that uh, Valve has put together there. Um, yeah, so the phantom then goes and finds us out about uh, this particular bad guy, the Scarecrow, who is leading a, a bunch of smugglers who um, uh, are luring ships onto rocks uh, with fake lighthouses and all that sort of stuff, um, which um, really appealed to me as a young fellow at the time who was reading um, who was reading Famous Five and Secret Seven and these sorts of books as well to do with smugglers and, and tunnels and secret passageways and all that sort of stuff. So um, lots of action in this story, even though there's a, a it doesn't get bogged down in historical detail, which I think is often a criticism of Tim Pantham. And it's all plot devices, which is which is fantastic. No politics or, or anything like that, just a historical story set in a historical setting. Um, the the scarecrow he is a particularly bad guy, as you can see here when he's captured um, Mrs. Walker um, and is sending them off, and, and Kit Walker's in there as well, sending them over a, sending them over a cliff. I also really love that um, the 13th Phantom-to-be, Kit Jr., um, is also plays a major role in this story um, and it's a really good way of seeing that the phantom uh, the phantoms are adventurers from a very young age um, obviously the uh, the phantom wins the day I mean it wouldn't be a, a proper story if he, if he didn't um, but I'm not going to go into too much detail um, about how that happens because I would really love you if you to pick up a copy of this yourself 
Um, it was set up ready for sequels and that sort of thing, only one of which was ever made, um, and that was The Revenge of the Shipwreckers in issue 1347, published in 1347 by Fru. Um, Klaus Ramethi took over the reins and, uh, and wrote the sequel, and Dick Giordano um, actually is the artist for this one. So again, um, a really cool, uh, really cool feature. You can pick this one. I think it was published in 2003, so set a year after Ghost Pirates, but published about 20 years later. Um, funnily enough, the Scarecrow does also appear on one of the Phantoms Universe cards produced by Fru, card 53, if you want to dig that out of your collection. First appearance, 765, there we are. Um, and look, maybe maybe Dudley, if you're listening, or Glenn, um, would love to see these packaged up as a, as a double issue, maybe with an extra sequel or something, because there's certainly plot holes that are, are yet to be explored or, or ways that you could go with this. But anyway, if nothing else, boys at Fru, I'd love to see you reproduce this one so that uh, people of 2020, um, the 2020s, can have a look at this absolute ripper story. All right, thanks very much, everybody. Hope you have a happy new year and enjoy all the phantoming you get to do in 2022. G'day, everyone, and welcome to Steve's back issue review for Chronicle Chamber. Now, I've chosen this issue, which is through number 1043, White as Snow, Red as Blood, for the simple reason as this was the first comic that I purchased with my own money from the newsagents. Um, before this, I'd been given uh, comics from a family friend, um, but this is the first one that I actually bought with my own money, so I thought I'd go back and uh, check it out and see if it still stands up today. So, White as Snow, Red as Blood... Uh, was written, uh, like I said, was from through 1043, which is uh, published in 20th of May 1993, which would have been just after my 13th birthday. It was written by Leonard Moberg, Moborg, no, Moberg, sorry, and uh, artist was Felmang, as you'll see as we go through the, um, through the issue. Okay, now, of course, up here on the... Um, cover you can see straight away that's going to be a circus adventure we've got uh the the half half face we've seen that done before with the fandom and kit walker um worldwide there's a famous one with um uh, spider-man and peter parker um and we see a circus tent so we know this is going to be a circus story so will it be good we'll soon find out now I read this for the first time in about 30 years, since 1993. Now, this book has, or this issue, or this story, has been republished uh, back in 2011 in through 1607. But through 1607 and 1608 are actually two issues that I don't have, <laughs> I've just discovered. So I really have not read this story for nearly 30 years. Now, it is a product of the time, 1993. Um, a lot of drug stories were coming out from the Scandinavian publisher, and um, this is one of those. As you can see, it's set in Morristown, and we start off with a hit. The gangsters are after this fellow who's running away, and then we're on to the police, and we soon find out there's a drug run, or a you know, drug syndicate that's causing all these crimes. Uh, the Phantom does the old um, walking in the street like a... Uh, yeah, what's it say? There are some occasions when the Phantom leaves the jungle and walks the streets like an ordinary man. 
Okay, something that's really good about this comic is even though there's very little bits about the jungle, which is what I was going to do um, with my uh, comic review, do a, a traditional jungle story, but I end up with this one. However, there's a lot of good ele phantom elements. There are a lot of jungle stories in here, as you'll see. And um, there are also some instances where um, the phantom's jungle instincts play a, a key role in him surviving. Okay, so by now we've, we've been introduced to a number of characters. We've got the police over here. Um, they tend to put a fair bit of focus on this fella and this fella. So we reckon that maybe they're going to um, come up in the story later on. And of course we've got the phantom. And we've got another person running away. Just like the opening scene. And he's being shot in the back again. But this time they've got witnesses. We've got the phantom. And he knocks him out. And that starts off the chain of events, gets the Phantom involved. And he's been told a name, which is very important. The name Torsen. Now, it doesn't take a, um, a brainiac or a rocket scientist to figure out that, oh, the name's Torsen. If we go back and we read about uh, these uh, police, they see that we're talking about, where are we? Yeah, um, what's got into Nesta? Nesta and Torsen. T-O-R-S-E-N, Nesta. It's just a, a, you know, a change-up of the, of the letters. Okay. And here we have another jungle story, uh, jungle saying, sorry. When the founder moves, lightning stands still. So here's the fam taking on half a dozen armed goons. And he, not only has he dodged the bullets, he's shot the guns out of the hands and he's knocked out the bad guys, always letting them have it. Until, of course, he's got... He's trying to get some information from one of them, and we've got the dreaded brick to the back of the head. But it doesn't knock him out completely, just knocks him down, which I'm happy about. Um, but the bad guys get away, and we're told about Torsen. We've got Torsen again, he's looking shifty. We, we, we know it's not going to win any prizes for its plot twists, okay? It's fairly obvious who the bad guy is. But how is it all going to be pieced together? Now, I'll let you read that and figure out how it all gets tied up. However, just looking at this, in the last couple of uh, pages that I've been turning, look at the artwork. Thelmag's artwork is at its prime here. It is absolutely phenomenal. His line work, his use of shade... Um, I'm not sure if this was originally done in colour um, over in Scandinavia, but it works really well in the black and white in Australia. Okay. Is that a throwback to the bad ones, the uh, Lee Fox story with the striped cap? The circus scenes are absolutely exquisite, absolutely amazing. The attention to detail in the circus scenes is extraordinary. And this art really does draw you in. I'm trying to go through fairly quickly so you're not actually reading the story, but you're getting a nice overview. I like this scene where the, the Phantom hops onto the back of the car and there's a little bit of um, banter between the bad guys and I had a little bit of a chuckle at that. Of course, the Phantom gets caught here. Bang. The odd, he does all right until the dreaded baseball back or the club to the back of the head. So we're up to two now. Two back of the head knocks. We've got him thrown into the, into the tiger, 
Now, I liked his tiger work here. I thought the art here with the tiger was extraordinary. He's gotten through it, of course, and it even harks back to the um, old jungle saying, actually Phantom refers to it now. Uh, that was close, the old, saying, the old jungle saying about the ten tigers. I don't think I'd like to put that to the test. These little throwbacks I thought were a great touch. And we keep going through, as you can see, the artwork, the attention to detail is phenomenal. It always astounds me the way artists work, even in this, you know, back here, you know, nearly 30 years ago, to art that we see today. You guys are, are phenomenal. Well done. And the way that the fandom gets through this, you can just imagine it like a, um, like you see it on TV or actually see it in, in live. You know, um, the fandom's dressed up as a clown. He's doing away with the bad guys. And making a show of it, and you know, playing up to the playing up to the audience. It was good fun. And of course, the Phantom gets, um, oh sorry, Nesta gets his just comeuppance at the end. We got a little bit more <clears throat> of the you know, Phantom had to dodge some more bullets. Bang, 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 all wrapped up. And also, I like to look at the old letters of here here in the old Phantom forum just to see if there's any names that I. Uh, recognize um, from you know 30 years on now this name rang a bell well, Richard Fry got a letter uh, published here in the um, fandom forum and he was asking about why there are differences uh, particularly in the names of stories and um, Jim Shepard replies that uh, his story or through always tries its absolute best to go for the original title okay so um, saying that uh, or Richard was noticing the difference between Wolf and Australia, and um, Jim was uh, replying that Australia is doing the more original stuff, trying to get it close as close as possible to the original Scandinavian, and also mentions how a lot of stories are written in English and then translated into Scandinavian, and which are then translated back to English for for Fru, which we've covered on the podcast as well, and that wraps up this issue of ten forty three. White as snow, red as blood. Of course, white as snow, we could be talking about cocaine or could be heroin, anything that, you know, comes in a white powder. Red as blood, there was a fair bit of uh, killing going on in there. I skipped over it fairly quickly, but there was at least two murders there at the start. And then um, the big boss isn't, um, doesn't take disloyalty uh, lightly either. So it's a few bad guys that get going there. Um... It's just a good, fun read. Um, it's exciting. You, you know it's going to be wrapped up. You know who the bad guys are fairly quickly. Like I said, there's no real plot twists. But it's just a fun little, doesn't matter what's happening in the world, you can forget about your troubles and watch the Phantom beat up some drug runners. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a, a classic issue or classic story, but it was a, it was a good, fun issue I'm glad um, that this was my first issue that I that I bought with my own money. Um, I've bought plenty more now, and um, but this was number one. So if you're looking for something which is a bit of fun, uh, something you don't have to think too hard about about what's going on, and a great example of extraordinary art by Felmang at the top of his powers, go and check out through number one thousand and forty-three, white as snow, red as blood, or go check out through sixteen oh seven 
which I'm sure is exactly the same because <laughs> uh, it's the same story. And it might be in better nick. Okay. All the best. Happy phantoming. Hope you have a, a very merry phantoming Christmas and a very phantoming New Year. Hi guys and welcome to another New Year recommendation review from the Chronicle Chamber. And I want to talk about the DC Phantom, the second series of 1989, which was written by Mark Verheyden and the art was by Luke McDonald. This is the first story which was run over the first two issues, which was called Guns. So one of the reasons why I wanted to include this is like a lot of people have different different flavors of the phantom a lot of people like him in like the classic strip base like i personally because i have also got a huge like uh, thing about you know the american general comics of that era the 90s and all those uh, early 80s and also it's 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 a lot more uh, different to me for like you know it, it's got all the drama the action it's just different it's not like a daily strip or a Sunday strip, the pacing is different and it's much more darker and gritty. So yeah, the DC Phantom delivers this story especially. And for those especially, I would recommend this. The best way to read this right now is, you know, Hermes has just started reprinting the complete DC volume and it's in volume one. It's the last two stories of volume one. So yeah, you get this. So yeah, one of the things I would like to say is Again, this is not like your typical uh, daily strip or Sunday strip style story. This is pure American flavor, nine, uh, the comics of that era. So it's closer to like, you know, the superheroes and this and that and the crime. It's very, very grounded to reality. There is very little romanticism. It's It's got a cynical view and everything. But the action, the pacing, all of it just like is right on like uh, it's never going it's a thing like you know gun runners and all of that is never going to be like something which is going to be a soft so it's like gritty and got really really mature themes that it contains it doesn't uh, shy of you know showing dead bodies and things like that there is proper like you know like war like uh, the basic story premise is uh, that you know that some uh, British gun runner is basically uh, coming in to supply guns to you know uh, Bengala, which is like of course like a war torn like a civil war is still happening around in, in an African area so things like that and uh, and, and, and takes a toll on human life and that, that's how it always is and since they want to run their guns they uh, go to the villages and this and that they try to make their own like supply chain the illegal way and and of course the phantom starts interfering now nobody like of course these guys they don't they don't they are not from the jungle they don't believe of the existence of the phantom so they set up you know traps and things like that and uh this story as usual runs over two issues and you know where how the phantom like it's really cinematic in a way also and it's gritty dark the art is really well done heavy use of shadows when required and the payoff is also great so there, there, there is a lot of like really good stuff in this if you have the stomach for it and so just to be like you know be clear that uh this these stories are very much not like the daily strips and all they are what you would expect uh you know the dc comics of that era when batman and all were just starting to get in that dark phase and all of it just like you know stories like the dark knight rises and all of that have come up and what you would expect in the real world which is like absolutely unforgiving and very cynical that's what it is phantom is trying to bring justice and 
लॉ एंड ऑर्डर इन अ कम्प्लीटली लॉलेस सिचुएशन वेर बिग गन रनर्स ड्रग स्मर्स एंड ऑल ऑफ दर ट्राइंग टू टेक एडवांटेज ऑफ फ्लेजिंग नेशंस इन अफ्रीका एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट सो दीज आर वेरी वेरी लाइक वेरी सीरियस स्टोरीज वेरी सीरियस वेरी एक्शन पैक्ट सो ऑल ऑफ इट सो या गो चेक दम आउट बेस्ट वे इज लाइक यू नो इफ यू वॉन्ट टू रीड दम इन सिंगल्स इज टू गेट इट फ्रॉम सम वन हू हैज दज इन सिंगल्स और इन अदर वे इज जस्ट गेट द कम्प्लीट डी सो या guns check it out you know so for my second uh comic that i'm going to re- be reviewing i am going to be reviewing the founding of the jungle patrol which is uh written by lee fork and drawn by um cyberry now we'll just hop over to phantom wiki uh it was in newspapers from July the 5th 1964 to July to January so 24th of 1965 uh it has been published in 30 countries from around the world so uh if you are an australian reader and you are looking at this for a back issue you can go back to 2013 which is free issue 1653 or 2001 which is through issue 1291 and then for all the oldies you can go to through 885 which is from 1987 or 670 which is 1979 uh we've got a few brazilian fans so hello you guys you can dig it out from the old um brazilian issues uh from 1979 1975 and 1965 um and for our sweden fans or actually sorry for our indian fans let's go with them uh all those indrajal fans uh issue 26 uh it's been in rani comics and also is a diamond comics uh, digest number 73 as well so um and then uh for our swedish fans it has recently been published in phantom men number 13 uh issue uh from the year 2001 and before then in 2016 and 20 uh 2002 so we'll go back to the story and we'll talk about why i like this story so much okay so first of all the art is amazing uh in my opinion the 60s and the 70s is where cyberry was at his peak the 80s he was still knocking out the park 90s you can tell that um uh it was starting to get to him um and you can like listen to a lot about uh Cyberry uh from Cyberry and his opinions and stuff like that from our podcasts but getting back to this just I like the use of the big panels as you can see here then the little small panels um now I like stories that explain things and put answers to things so this was the first time that the jungle patrol was ever really kind of explored we kind of knew about the jungle patrol we knew that the phantom was an unknown commander but now in this one we learn out that the first jungle uh jungle patrol actually knew who the commander was i.e. the phantom uh and then as you can see here you've got 1664 it's just you know it's just amazing it goes over all the law elements like you know the tunnel who it is where it is even you know even the 21st phantom didn't know who it was and then you just go through and straight away you're introduced to 
amazing characters like Redbeard's, you know, he's he's the alt, you know, he, he's big, he's tall, he's robust, you know, he's cutthroat, you know, you kill someone because they question him. Um, you know, so it's just it's just like the ultimate bad guy. Um he's just he's just awesome. Um and then I loved the bit where he has to go through and fight all of the other guys before he can get to Redbeard. Um, it's just, you know, it, it was fun. And in a couple of uh, Phantom stories, uh, there was one from Carrie Lepinem and Norman Walker, I believe, where where the 21st Phantom actually had to mirror uh, fighting modern-day pirates using the same alternatives, and there was flashbacks with this as well. So, you know, that's a, I think it was the pirate inheritance. Uh, that's a, you know, an awesome story to dig out as well. So, you know, it beats, it beats Sala and then he, you know, he goes through and, and I just like, like, uh, just like little one liners as well. Like, um, uh, like where, um, where is it? You know, so like, for instance, where, you know, uh, Crush is doing eggs and then the Phantom say, oh, let's do coconuts. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, Redbeard, as you can see here, he goes, stop, you are fighting each other, not coconuts, get on with it. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really enjoyable. Uh, it's funny. It's got the one-liners. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I liked about it is just that, you know, it's, it's a classic. If the, ever a TV series of The Phantom was made, this would have to be an episode just because it's, it's so iconic. And then, you know, this bit here, uh, where does it say? So, um, you know, she, ah, she was a beauty, well worth the loss of a sword. Like, seriously, you cannot, you cannot say something like that today, but um, it, it's, it's iconic. Uh, Lee Falk's at his best in this as well. Um, and then I, I, I like the fact that you've got, you know, any good action movie, you've got lots of action, you've got likable bad guys, and then you've got the romance elements. It's all there. It is all there. And then Redbeard becomes fun. He becomes cool. He becomes a good guy. Um, it's just, yeah, it is a very iconic story. If you have never read this, make sure you dig it out and read it. Um, I like the fact how, you know, like, um, you know, in here, the band are going, fool, why did he not marry the beautiful queen? She wanted him. And it's just, you know, we all know that the Phantom is a little bit, all Phantoms are a little bit slow when it comes to trying to, uh, you know, uh, pop the question. So, yeah, no, it was really good. And then, like, even, like, in here, like, when the, um, you know, when the new Jungle Patroller, are using direct methods to raise funds. Like, do as I ask my men, we'll sack your town and I'll break your neck. And it's like, they're there to raise funds for that not to happen, but he threatens them with exactly what will happen if they don't sponsor them. It's just, it's just, it's ironic. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's one of my favourite stories. I love Redbeard as a character. I love the Jungle Patrol. Um, I, 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 I personally think that the Jungle Patrol is an underused uh, element in the Phantom world. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so it's got all the elements for me. It's really enjoyable. I like uh, this queen. I thought she's, she, you know, she's uh, in this story, Lee Fork, which I've been critical of in the past of not developing secondary or third 
level characters. They have he has done that well with Queen uh, Natalia. He's done that with Redbeard and Crusher and all that type of stories as well. So he's, in my opinion, he really was at he really put in a lot of effort writing this story. So um, have to, you know hats off uh, or a tip of a hat to Lee Fork and this. Cyberry's art is amazing, um, especially in. in in the Team Phantom Man issue that came out this year, um, there was a nice rendition as well. I, lo- I like this in colour. I don't have a colour version of it at the moment. And then I like this little bit signing off here as well. Bill, you never did tell me who started the patrol. Honey, nobody knows. Probably a bunch of crooks. Classic. Awesome. So that's my story for that one. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you dig it out and have it a read. Alrighty, thank you everyone for those who participated and gave us their review of their comics. Now, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, as you know, we regularly review new comics. So I thought it was nice to be able to kind of once in a while, or you know, it's been uh it's been a good period of time since we've reviewed older stories. So let us know on social media what you think. Did you like the idea? Have you gone out and read the story? If you have dug out one of these issues of, of uh, you know, and there's, there's half a dozen comics and stories that uh, we've reviewed and talked about, why don't you take a photo of yourself reading the comic and stick it up on, uh, on our social media, on uh, the Phantom Collector, or, you know, if there's another story that you think we should have reviewed, make sure you let us know that as well. So, uh, again, our website is chroniclechamber.com. Our email is chroniclechamber at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or the various apps like Pod, uh, Podbean, not Podbean, Player FM, Castbox, Listen Notes, or you can, of course, watch us on YouTube. So, happy reading, happy fans, and have a safe new year. Injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe That this man cannot die The Phantom The ghost who walks The Phantom Enemies beware The Phantom's always there But you won't find the Phantom He finds you